This from Chris Matthews last night on his, uh, well, it wasn't hardball. It was his election coverage on PMSNBC. The body language of the two is so different. You have this very waspy fellow, Lamont, very calm, very casual, very St. Paul's almost in the prep school sense. Lieben, of course, is the schmaltzy ethnic guy, the Uncle Tanus, you know, the guy that's very much kind of lacrimose in his almost, almost post-nasal drip voice of his. But he doesn't look happy. All right. Now, uh... Let's let the smaltzy ethnic guy, the Uncle Tanoose. And as I said in the last hour, Uncle Tanoose was a character on the old Danny Thomas show. And I think uh, pretty safe in saying that Uncle Tanoose is played by Hans Conried, uh, huge hook nose and so forth. The, and here's, here's Matthews describing, let's, let's be honest about this, folks. Let's just put it out there. When you say somebody is a smaltzy ethnic guy, you're not talking about an Arab. You are talking about a Jew. You describe somebody as a schmaltzy ethnic guy uh, who is uh, uh, post-nasal drip with his voice, lacrimose and so forth. Uncle Tanous, in character, was a Lebanese Arab. Danny Thomas was a Christian Lebanese, uh, and, and Uncle Tanous, therefore, but isn't it interesting that you have uh, uh, Chris Matthews describing an Arab as a, as, as a Jew on the, on the basis of appearance? Uh, schmaltzy ethnic guy, which I, I you know, th- there are some people saying this, but they're dancing around it. But one of the little are uh, uh, not often discussed aspects of the kook fringe base of the Democratic Party I'm just going to put it out there, is it's anti-Semitism. There is so much anti-Semitism today in the Democratic Party. Uh, it is, it is I, I don't think it's an accident that uh, Sharpton and the uh, Reverend Dax hmm, are up there standing behind Lamont during Lamont's. And But what's calm about Lamont? When I listen to these Lamont uh, remarks from his acceptance speech last night, I hear somebody is just a couple octaves and a couple decibel levels before, below Howard Dean. Uh, yeah, the only thing that's missing is the scream. It is calm, uh, uh, waspy fellow, very calm, casual, very St. Paul in a prep school sense. That's a way to relate to most of America, Chris. St. Paul? What the hell St. Paul? It was a person. St. Paul, what's it's a prep school. Well, how many Americans actually go to prep school, particularly in the Northeast? Eh, that's this little bit, little bit of a uh, of a sidebar. Sort of fascinating, isn't it, that in the 2000 presidential campaign, nobody at MSNBC, Chris Matthews, nobody else described uh, Senator Lieberman as Uncle Tanoose, as a schmaltzy ethnic guy. Isn't it amazing? So you go from Uncle Tanoose to Uncle Tom. In six years in the Democratic Party. Welcome back, folks. 800-282-2882. L. Rushmore on a roll. Mark in Bethesda, Maryland. You're next, sir. Nice to have you with us. Good afternoon, Rush. Hi. I am a speck of red and a sea of blue. Um, Jewish Republican here, and I want to thank you for your, for your continuing support of Israel. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're welcome. I think it's, it's scary for all of my Democratic friends here that just don't get it especially with this Lieberman um, result yesterday. The party has been taken over. Their party has been taken over by people that are anti-Israel, as in Cindy Sheehan and Soros, who is, happens to be a self-hating Jew. 
Right. They, they hate Israel. They hate Jews. They're terrorism deniers. And I just, I just hope it's a wake-up call to the Jewish people that are out there. Is, is that still the best party for them? Yeah, I doubt that that's going to happen. It's going to take a little bit more than this. The, 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 uh, the seat of this anti-Semitism right now is focused in kooks. Uh, like Sheehan and, uh, and and the blogs and the MoveOn.org people in Soros, and I'll tell you, I if if you uh, if you read letters to the editor from newspapers, which I do, and this is part of the show, I love reading letters to the editor. Have you ever read the letters to the editor of the New York Times? You may as well be reading one of these kook blogs. And and many of these people that write these letters are apparently Jewish, and they echo the same sentiments that uh, that the Sheehans echo. And say, okay, what is it that's the unifying force here? And it's hatred for Bush. And it's not hatred for Arabs. It's not hatred for uh, Ahmadinejad or the Hezbollah. It's hatred for Bush. It's uh, I I don't know what's gonna you know. It's like, I I can say the same thing about the uh, the black population in this country. When are they gonna wake up and understand the party they've been supporting does nothing but take them for granted, and doesn't offer them any real solution. It just uses them. Uh, it, it, I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's one of the most uh, covered up aspects of what's happening to the Democratic Party is how anti-Semitic uh, and anti-Israel uh, the, 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 the apparent movers and shakers in that party are. And Lieberman's a living testament to it. I mean, let's be honest. Now, let me ask you, Mark. I mean, you, you, you said you're a Republican Jew. How much do you think Lieberman owes his defeat to the fact that he's just Jewish at this point in time? I, I don't know with with the with the way that party's being being taken over probably some because remember last summer what Cindy Sheehan said about Israel so probably some of it. Uh, what did she say? I've refreshed my memoir. It says, here is the quote: "You get America out of Iraq and Israel out of Palestine, and you'll stop the terrorists." So again, blame America, blame Israel. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, that's that's um, that's true. Well, in fact. Uh, speaking of blame America, blame Israel. Let me give you a little. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mark, for the uh, for the phone call. I appreciate it. There's a guy named Lawrence Wright um, who is a staff writer for New Yorker, the New Yorker magazine. He's got a new book out, and the book is called The Looming Tower, which he calls quote a bid to understand and explain the rise of Islamic extremism. And in an interview with Al Reuters, the fake war photo guys. Uh, Lawrence Wright explains that American authors and filmmakers haven't done enough to blame America for 9-11. Here's a quote. I feel like it's been a great failure of our artists and our writers that we haven't done a better job at looking at ourselves and how we uh, are and how our own behavior, to some extent, contributed to this tragedy, 9-11. Our behavior? Yep. According to Wright... Americans lost sight of our core values, especially the rule of law and a code of decency. In other words, we, not the terrorists, we lack values, we lack decency and respect for the rule of law. And oh yeah, the Islamic world perceives a pro-Israel bias in our Middle East policies. So it's not just kooks uh, like Cindy Sheehan and the others. Here's a New Yorker magazine. You could very well be a kook. Uh, uh, blaming us for our and our association uh, with uh, with Israel, 
He said when bin Laden attacked America, he was posing two questions to us. One is, what's America and what does it stand for? The other is, what is Islam and what does it stand for? I'm not making this up. This guy's got a book out, and it's all about how we're to blame. And there aren't enough artists and writers blaming America, doing articles, stories, movies, what have you, blaming America. The only question, I mean, you, a rational person would ask... Uh, uh, or associate with uh, bin Laden was whether we had the resolve to wipe his evil off the face of the earth because he didn't think that we have that resolve anymore after Mogadishu is why he did this because he thought he could get away with it. And uh, so he was under the impression that we were cowardly, we wouldn't take casualties, and he could get away with this. Now these blue state Lamont liberals don't have the will to do that. They don't have the will to wipe evil off the face of the earth because they think we're it. They think we're the evil. They blame us and Israel while doing everything they can to understand terrorists. They don't even have the sense to know that we're at war. And if they admit that we're at war, they don't have the sense to admit who the enemy is because they consider us, their own country, to be the enemy. So when you when you say, what's it going to take for certain groups to wake up and, uh, and smell the coffee? I, frankly, uh, uh, you know, there's there, certain people. They're liberals are liberals first. Others are what they are first. Uh, and the, the common enemy that they've always had is going to remain the common enemy. Uh, but I just, I, I don't think there's any question about the fact that, that uh, one of Lieberman's, one of the, one of the um, uh, should I say, one of the factors in his uh, defeat was the fact that he's just Jewish. Right now, and you, uh, if you, if you, if you go to these blogs, if you spend any time reading them and uh, the MoveOn.orgs and so forth, you'll find some some of the most anti-Semitic stuff on the face of the earth that you've ever read, and anti-Israel stuff uh, that you have uh, ever read. Marvin in Detroit, I'm glad you called. Welcome to the EIB Network. Hello. Yeah, hi, Rush. Uh, Mega Detroit Tiger Dittos from uh, the beautiful blue state of Michigan. Thank you, sir. Hey, Rush, I was just wondering, what do you think, you know, if Lieberman does run as an independent, uh, what's the chances of maybe a Republican sneaking in there? And if, if they do, what is the, is it a simple majority in the election? Yeah, but it won't happen. Uh, the I think if Lieberman runs as an independent, the, the uh, Republicans might try to get a Republican in there to run just to... Uh, you know, cause problems. I don't think Republicans could sneak in that state. It's too blue a state. That 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 state is. Um, uh, I mean, I don't even. I'm not sure it would be competitive. And if if it were a Republican, it'd be a Lowell Weicker type. It, you may as well have a Democrat. Be it'd be a Link Chafee type uh, that would uh, that would win in uh, in Connecticut. Run. Who will run for the Republicans? Uh, who will in in Connecticut? Yes. I have no clue. <laughs> I only know ten. <laughs> uh, now they have had elected; they've, they've, they've elected Republican governors. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's not impossible. Nothing, uh, nothing is, and you know, it's it's still early. I mean, th- th- as we know, things happen um, at a breakneck pace in politics, and they're always, uh, as most things in the future are, unpredictable. Uh, and uh, anything, anything could happen here. I, I don't want to lock myself into saying that no Republican could win. The Republicans aren't going to nominate anybody. I, in fact, I, th- I think um, the, the 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 thing you look at as far as Republicans are concerned in Connecticut is how does this end up helping Republican congressional incumbents hold on, like Chris Shays 
and uh, and Rob Simmons. Uh, this result, no question, boosts their chance uh, of holding on to their districts, and they're vulnerable right now, according to polling data. Um, the the Democrats have to win these two seats in Connecticut if they have any chance of uh, taking back the House. This result, I think, helps these two Republicans hold on to their seats.